0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond Autistic Burnout. Today, we've got a fantastic conversation lined up with my guest, Jen Slayton. We'll be diving deep into the world of late-identified autistic women, exploring the significance of belonging, self-awareness, and envisioning the future. And that's not all, though. This episode also features our special monthly segment networking with Brian Coletto. Brian will be sharing invaluable insights and tips to help you navigate your holiday networking events without the burnout. Get a networking idea that you may not know about and it is really growing on LinkedIn. So stay tuned for an empowering and informative show today. Welcome to Beyond Autistic Burnout, the talk show designed to empower ADHD autistic professionals like you to thrive in your career, life, and beyond. I'm Carol Jean Whittington, an ADHD autistic business professional who's not just surviving, but thriving after decades in burnout. And I'm thrilled to have you here with us Each episode, I'll be joined by an inspiring guest as we dive deep into transformative strategies and insights. We'll show you how to break free from burnout, ignite sustainable energy, and embrace your authentic self. Together, we'll navigate career challenges, nurture relationships, and excel in every aspect of life. It's time to fuel your success and embark on a journey of empowerment. Let's take this incredible journey together Get ready to be an authentic leader and unleash sustainable energy in your life. Welcome to Beyond Autistic Burnout. Let's start thriving. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I am really excited to have you all here with us. If you are in our live studio audience, please say hello in the chat box in the comments. We don't always get notified on our end that you're here unless we see you showing up in the chat box. So say hi, let us know where you're joining from, because you could be one of the over 12,475 people who have joined on Spotify alone since last week, guys. Oh my goodness. We have had over 70,000 downloads in this past week. We have had incredible conversations. We've had so many amazing things happening on the show. Are you part of the community? Let us know. And if you're new, welcome. We're so super excited that you're here. This week, we're talking about community and connection and how that is such an important part of our journey. And of course, we have the amazing Brian Coletto for our special monthly segment, Networking with Brian Coletto. Oh, wow. So before we get started, I want to share a little bit more about Autism and Neurodiversity Masterclass. So, if you missed it last Friday, I had a special segment with the founder and the creator of this incredible masterclass, Rachel Rowe. So, if you missed that, hop back one episode and go check out my interview with Rachel. Learn more about this incredible program. And hey, here's a little video, here's a little insight into the overall impact and the heart for this masterclass. The Autism and Neurodiversity Masterclass is the definitive education
1: package. Authentically Autistic, our 14 module self paced online program, enables you to learn directly from 28 of the world's leading neurodivergent educators, advocates, researchers, thought leaders, and concept originators. Our dream is to make the masterclass available to millions of people around the globe and facilitate a lens change around autism radically improving autistic people's lives why because we are passionate about driving life-changing outcomes for autistic people
0: so what are you waiting for autismmasterclass.com and guys this is amazing because I've got a special code just for our audience. When you log into masterclass.com, you can use the incredible discount code for the first 50 people. And guys, these suckers are getting snatched up already. Rachel gave me a headcount and there's not many left. So if you're interested, please make sure you go ahead and do this. The master code, the masterclass discount code for our community is Mind Your Autistic Brain M C. And I'll have that in the show notes that you guys can use that and go get your discount on this incredible course. All right, guys, it is time. It is that time. It is time to bring on the amazing Brian Coletto as we talk all things networking as ADHD and autistic professionals. Hey, Brian, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here today, my friend.
1: Hey, Carol Jean. Great to be here. How are you? Oh
0: my goodness. So you had some super hoppin' uh, events happening in October, did you not? From the Haunted House Productions Ghost Walk Tour in downtown Cranford. What was your favorite part of the uh, Haunted History Productions Ghost Tour?
1: Uh, Yeah, so there there were um, two tours I did. I did uh, one two weeks before the Cranford one. Um, The one two weeks before was in Woodbridge and yeah, the, uh, the, the ghost wall tour was pretty awesome. Um, uh, my favorite parts are probably just walking around and guiding the groups. Um, that, that that's my favorite part of doing that. And then, um, my way of paying <laughs> for being part of that is the social media that I do, um, advertising that. And I've been I've been participating in a couple of Ghost walk tours now for three years in a row 20, 21,
0: 22 and 23. Oh Brian, I love that. And you know, guys, that is a really good tip that Brian just gave you. It's you know, and I kind of like it too because sometimes I'm like I don't know what to do. like give me a job so I have a task then it makes it a little easier to like interact and engage. So sign up, volunteer to you know, Be a group leader, tourism, you know, a tour guide. Um, I love the other tip that Brian had there. He's like, hey, I actually do some social media posting in exchange for my ticket cost. You know, hey, those are there's some great ideas right there. Holy cow. We hadn't even gotten into the conversation for real. So Brian already dropped in some great tips and nuggets. So we do want to give a big shout out to your good friend, Jennifer Wilner, who won the Small Business Person of the Year Award from your local Woodbridge Metro Chamber of Commerce. And I would just love for you to share a little bit about, you know, how you met Jennifer and how this part of your networking connection has really empowered and impacted your networking journey there at the Chamber.
1: Uh, Well, I first saw a few mutual connections uh, through Facebook for one. And then I decided to reach out via a phone call during the pandemic in the fall of 2020, three years ago. And I joined a couple of virtual calls before I made the decision to join her group that she runs, Business Connects, which used to have a virtual chapter, but as of right now, they don't. Um, I don't know if it's something that could happen again in the future. But um, yeah, that's how I first met Jen. And it took until uh, spring of 2021 when I first met her in person. And then, then it took a little while until I saw her again in person after that because I had gotten stuck in a huge clubhouse craze at the time in 2021 which was the audio app where everybody was having never-ending cocktail party happy hours
0: oh yes definitely it was big in 2021 for sure And you guys have, have had sort of this this connection and have fostered that relationship over the years through all of this, which I love. And then you also had your 2023 awards dinner for the company that you work for, which is ESW Occupational Services. They're in Edison, New Jersey. Uh, what was probably like the highlight of that event for you?
1: Probably the shout outs that I got from my director. Um which involved groups that got community awards that I connected him to, uh, which were the Action Club of Edison, that Action Club with a K, not a C, as their uh, branch of Kiwanis, and also the Woodbridge Chamber, which I connected my director to.
0: Oh man, guys, do you see how this works? Do you see how this is just so incredibly impactful? Brian was like the hub that said, oh man, I've gone out to all these chamber events. I've met these play these different companies and these people. I'm going to bring it back to my home business and introduce my director. And then look at the ripple effect. Holy cow. Like Brian, that's really special. And congratulations to you for your recognition And bringing all of those people and those businesses together, that is just tremendous, my friend. I'm so excited for you. So I know that you've got this great um, tip and you shared something this past month, which I loved. So LinkedIn has these new audio-only spaces. And this is where you can set up like your own audio group or room event. People can join. There's no cameras, guys. It's all audio and everybody is just like listening to whatever the conversation is. But you can also raise your hand and get brought on to contribute to the live conversation if you want. Just kind of depends on how the host is networking that. But Brian was sharing, oh, my gosh, I'm joining some of these new audio spaces over on LinkedIn right now. Which ones have you tried out? Like, I'll, I've got one that I've been going to that I'll, I'll share um, in a little bit. But Brian, what are some insights and some experiences in this networking venue that you're really loving about maybe these audio rooms on LinkedIn?
1: Well, what I like about the rooms on LinkedIn is that they're intentional. Um, they're usually no more than one to two hours sometimes even only a half hour and that the stage is a little bit more controlled because linkedin does have a limit on how many people you can bring on stage at once so i like that about uh the linkedin audio and that people can instantly connect with you and um it's not always just business talk. Um, there, it isn't the same thing as Clubhouse per se, right? Uh, because Clubhouse has no limit on how many people you bring on stage, and some yeah, the- it could
0: get a little wild the- in Clubhouse.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do
0: do like that part, too. And I love that you bring that up because, you know, if you're like me and you have an auditory processing delay, um, there's there's not closed captions unless you want to add those in on your screen. Like if you're on your PC, you can do that, um, which is nice. And hopefully they'll catch up to the accessibility part of that for us um, soon. But I do like that a lot of the ones that I go to are like 30 minutes. And it's not a ton of folks all talking at one time because it can get a little overwhelming. So I love that you mentioned that. Brian, as we're wrapping up, we're moving in and we're in November. We're coming up here in the States to Thanksgiving. And then we've got all of the holidays. We've got Christmas, we've got Hanukkah, we got Kwanzaa, we got all the, the big events coming up in December. And you know, we can get flooded with lots of networking invitations and events and opportunities. And I know for me, I want to say yes to a lot of them, or they all look really good. And sometimes I'll overcommit myself So, Brian. What are some tips to kind of help keep us from saying yes too much so that we don't go into burnout, but we're actually doing some stuff that, that fuels us and energizes us. And it's not like social hangover for three days after an event. What you got for us on that? Cause I know you got some good juicy tips.
1: Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I say, look at the schedule and when everything is, uh, scheduled for. And if there's back to back nights, maybe choose, um, which one over the other you really want to go for. Um, this way you can have a little bit of, uh, extra time instead of less than 24 hours to rest in between, or if they're scheduled on the same night, uh, then I would say, if you can wait until the last minute to commit, um, then do that, especially if something is a little further away where weather might factor into play, then, then you might be able to choose the closer one to go to, um, And uh, save your car, but also save yourself from weather. So those are some tips that I have.
0: I love that. So if you've got something, it's like two days and there's not space in between, like maybe pick the one that you really like the best. I love that tip. That's so good. And the other one is... Also give yourself a little flexibility for weather because, you know, I know you're in New Jersey. This time of year, you guys, you know, have unpredictable weather. You can have a snow one day, have some rain or some sleet another. And you definitely want to make sure that if you're driving too far, you know, that you're keeping yourself safe. So have a little weather budgetary spacing in there too. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait to see you in December and hear all about how everything's going, what we can do uh, as we're moving into the really heavy holiday season. And guys, one of the tips I want to add to Brian's great list is solidify those events first, like with friends and family that are most important to you and then sprinkle in your networking events around those. Make sure you're doing the things that are aligned with your core values and the things that mean the most to you first. Thanks so much for being here, Brian. We can't wait till next month. Bye, my friend.
1: Thank you, Carol Jean.
0: Oh man, I I look forward to this segment every month. Brian is just always such a delight and he always has like the best ideas and insights for how we're going forward, how we're networking and how to just really start navigating the space without going into burnout, without going into like social demand overwhelm. It's so beautiful. And I hope that that has been a blessing and a wonderful way for you to kind of get some additional tips going forward. And hey, check out those LinkedIn audio events if those work for you. Be sure to share with us. Um, Come over and visit on Instagram or LinkedIn and and share with Brian and I, hey, I tried out this audio room um, and it was really fun or this was so not for me. This was the experience I had. But share with us. We'd love to know. And hey, guys, out there in the audience, share in the comment box. What are some some networking events or have you tried an audio room? Have you tried a LinkedIn audio room? Let us know. And if so, share which one that is. We want to share with other people what the opportunities are available out there because Networking right now is a really critical part, especially if we're in the job search process. Well, today we are honored to have a remarkable guest with us, Jen Slayton. Jen is a California licensed psychotherapist who brings a wealth of experience and dedication to her work, particularly in supporting late-identified autistic women. Her passion for creating a sense of belonging, self-awareness, and the Autistic Women's Network is truly inspiring Welcome to Beyond Autistic Burnout, Jen. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here too. Thank you so much
2: for having me.
0: Jen, you and I met over on Instagram with our mutual friend, Bella, and I have had some live Instagram chats with you and Bella over the last year or so. And... I mean, I just love everything that you do and the heart in which you show up with. And and we've had fun, just you me conversations. And there's so much in your heart and just with your intentionality that I truly cherish. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you. That means a lot coming, especially coming from you. Love that.
0: (laughs) And, you know, that's one of the things that you and I really align with, and that's creating belonging. And, you know, that's one of the top three unmet needs in my spicy global research over the last three years. When I looked at what are the most unmet needs that contribute to burnout, one of those is belonging. And you and I both have such a huge heart for creating spaces and and curating belonging and, and creating that connection with people. Can you tell us about the importance of creating a sense of belonging for late identified autistic women like myself and how the Autistic Women's Network is sort of contributing to this and the idea of it?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, actually, it was during COVID that I spent more time on social media and I started reading a lot on Instagram and other social media Um Uh, women that got identified late in life or later in life. And we're talking about the isolation, the aloneness, not having any resources. The, the doctor would give you a diagnosis and then, okay, that's it. There's nothing for you. And that totally broke my heart. And I, so I decided that I wanted to support this population, this group of women and, I started with small support groups. I started with groups of five to six late identified women or those assigned female at birth. And it's been phenomenal. I've been doing it for over a year and a half. The groups run for three months. And to get people together that have been isolated, haven't known another person like themselves, have been through what they've been through, there's just instant rapport. There's this comfort level, there's unmasking that, you know, one person would say, well, I've experienced this. And someone else would say, me too, and this is what I did. And it, it just, it was phenomenal. And people have said that it was life-changing to have that experience. And so I still run those groups, but I wanted to be more accessible. And knowing that there's a huge population of women getting diagnosed now or identifying. And so I wanted it to be where people can come together, know that everybody in this online community has the same diagnosis, basically the same neurodiversity, and that you can feel safe to be there. You can connect with others like yourself. And it's fairly new. And so what I'm doing right now is I have two different groups per week. One is a topic discussion. Um, yesterday, we talked about processing the grief of late identification, which is huge. Oh,
0: that is such a such a big part of the what I call the processing phase.
2: Yes, yes. And the stories that people told, it's just heartbreaking. But I also shared with them as well that this is part of the healing to be able to talk about it, to share with others and other people that just totally get it. You don't have to look at blank faces and, go, you know, So. people that
0: just don't get it.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: And I think we have all had the experience of like the other person's kind of glazed over and you just, especially as an autistic person, I know when they don't feel it, you can, you pick up on the energy, you sense it, you feel it. And it, you know, I think that's one of the things that you and I both really kind of connected on originally. And I think why we've continued to stay connected so much is because belongingness, oh gosh, when you've gone your whole life and felt so other and so different and like nobody gets you. And then you go through the, get to this place where it's like, well, I don't even get me, Mm -hmm. you know, I get me, but I don't get me. And in the context of the rest of the world, like when I'm by myself and I, I totally get me, but the minute I start to uh, put myself in the world, then it's like all of a sudden I don't get me because nothing makes sense. Right. 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 And it, it leaves you in this place of isolation because, you know, one of the biggest things as humans that we can do is to look at another person and say, I see you.
2: Right. And and you see me. We can see together. Understand you. Yeah. 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 So Jen, what, You know,
0: some of the things that we talk about in Unveilers and why this is so important, and I love what you're doing with the Autism Women's Network, is what are the things that you've seen? What are the things that you've experienced that when we don't have community and belongingness, when we don't have a place where we feel like we can unmask and we can have a conversation with somebody about the grief process and they get it, even if it's not the same experience, they understand it. In a way that someone who hasn't lived it doesn't. What are some of the things that that you've seen that are sort of like, oh my gosh, you know, this is one of the reasons I started this group? I was seeing, you know, the isolation. But what do you see? Like when we don't have those things, what happens. What do we see in the world?
2: Oh my gosh. It, it, I mean, enormous like traits that an autistic person has already that might be some ocd or some adhd or some sensory sensitivities those can all be magnified and and consume it's a way of coping with stress so it can consume be more consuming or more exaggerated more depression to the point of feeling suicidal you know anxiety not being able to leave the house i mean it just it's endless and health issues and you know, digestive issues and all kinds of things, because it's, it's almost like I get this image of somebody whose like mouth is taped up and and left alone in a closet or something, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And, you know, I think for me it was, I, I felt isolated even when I was with other people.
2: Yes. And that's,
0: you know, when I was trying to be social and trying to connect, and I think those were the moments for me, Jen, when it was even harder because I felt more alone when I had been with other people trying to connect and not getting connection like I needed on the yeah. level that I needed from that place of understanding and knowing. And I mean, if you guys are out there and you felt that way, oh, my goodness, I I, I see you, my friend. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We just talked about yesterday exact thing that it's more isolating when you're trying to be social and then you just feel alone and can't connect and made to feel wrong or you know people look at you different yeah yeah it's awful
0: we had the most beautiful thing happen in our unveilers support community uh we have a restoration support community we meet the fourth sunday of every month and it's all the people from the unveiling method and It was so beautiful because we had one of our members show up and they said, I'm going to cut my camera off today. I have a lot of Zoom meetings all week long. That's part of my job. And I've noticed part of what I'm testing is that I expend so much energy on like managing my facial expressions for everybody else. And I'm in a place where I feel really safe to do this. And I want to do it with you guys. I'm going to cut my camera off. And we were all just like, oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, please do. And it was so wonderful, because at the end, I think so many other people also then were like, I'm going to do this for me in other spaces. I'm going to do this for myself. And at the end, you know, I asked, I said, if you're open, would you share what the experience felt like today, not having to manage all of the facial expressions and the energy there. And it was so beautiful, because they shared that in that moment that, and I had asked if this was okay guys, by the way. So, (laughs) um, but that in that moment that they felt so much better, like Mm -hmm. it was like, they said that I could concentrate on the conversation and it felt so much better to be in that space. And, you know, I think when we can show up in places that are accessible, and that's why accessibility is so important to me and i know that that's part of like how you set up the way that you approach the uh, autistic women's network and i think that's just such an important part of the conversation you know as we're talking like about the vision for this you know could you share sort of the overarching vision and purpose of creating mm-hmm. autism women's network
2: yes well that's it it's it's accessible it's easy to join it's safe Um, And I do let people know you can be on or off camera. You don't have to speak. You can type in the chat or you can just listen because I know, and especially from doing the support groups, that people may show up and just feel nonverbal. And it's nice to be able to participate and be accepted and not have to speak or, or participate. So anyway, so it's a really safe place. Um, And I also want it to expand to where we can have groups where people can connect on their interests. Um, People can, we can have a book club where people have the same kind of interest in fiction, nonfiction. So it can just expand to encompass so many things. And my vision for it is that it's not a top-down, like I'm not... I mean, I'm facilitating, but I'm not dictating. I want autistic women are creative, brilliant, amazing. I want it to be a community of all of us, and I want people to say, "I have this idea. I'd love to do a little meetup about this topic or this." Um, you know, I'm really good at this meditative movement. I'd like to share with people that we could have a, you know people doing that, and it's all. Neurodiverse women—you know nobody's going to come in and look at you weird. So it just—I um, think it can—and just be so healing for people and just a community where people can hang out.
0: Oh my gosh, yes! And if you are part of the Unveilers or you got your Energize and Restore Experience Day ticket back in September, you guys know that. All of our instructors were all autistic and ADHD. And one of the most beautiful parts of that whole event was that one of our own members was leading one of our events at the end. And it was so beautiful to, you know, she came with the idea and said, Hey, this is really something I love. I've gotten certified in this. I would love to share it. And I was like, heck yes. Because, you know, you guys know I am all about supporting small autistic ADHD owned businesses. So <laughs> I think that is so important. And I love that the gen that that's what you're doing because that really is an important place. Cause so many times we get dismissed or left out. We don't get asked to, you know, what are your ideas? What would you like to do? How do you see this developing? And you have opened that space and that is so beautiful. I love it. And I know that the members of the group are gonna really, really
2: just thrive
0: having that space. So how, you know, one of the things that we talk about and and this is something, you know, you guys been here for a hot second and beyond autistic burnout. You know, we, everything that we're doing, we talk about our self-awareness, you know, we're really sort of through reflection, we raise our awareness level of ourselves and and other people. Um, And that's a really big part of sort of, you know, when we do late identify or we've gotten a late diagnosis, you know, anywhere in that late world of like hey it's just showing up to the party Yo, there's this massive identity crisis that happens i mean i remember the relief and the elation of like oh my god i'm not broken there's a reason that all of this has you know my life has been so exhausting and, and hard and i've missed all this stuff and then there's this other part that's just like holy cow i'm not who i thought i was i thought i was this like failing to adult, failed to launch, broken, defective person in the world. And I'm not. But now who the heck am I?
2: Exactly. That's so, huge. Yes, Sorry, yeah.
0: it really is. And I know that, you know, part of what you're creating with the Autistic Women's Network is to foster spaces for self-awareness. Uh, how are you How are you sort of facilitating that? What is that? Is how does that happen in the group?
2: Yes. Well, I mean, to be honest, a lot of it happens naturally when people start sharing and it just, it's like, I don't know, almost knocking down a bunch of dominoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really is. You just crack the door and it all happens.
0: <laughs> We're so desperate to have a conversation on this stuff.
2: Yes, yes. So I do two different things. I have one, like I said, I have a topic discussion. And so we talk about pertinent topics about that and self has to do with self-awareness and even what is it like as a as a young girl to grow up not identified and how is that experience carried through to today? And just that kind of it's a lot of self-forgiveness, taking the pressure off that like you just like you said that wait a minute, you mean I wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't so socially awful that people rejected me. It's because our brains work different and we process differently and we socialize differently. And I can find people here that accept me and connect with me and understand me. Um, I think the self-awareness is just integrated into everything. The other group that we meet is a less structured um, kind of q and A, Q&A, um, bring up what's going on with you in in present day or something you've been thinking about, and so it's a more free form discussion. And um, yeah, th- that's the key is to understand to understand your own neurology and what works for you, what doesn't, being on camera, off camera, you know. Um, skipping i'm not coming today because i just don't have the energy for it you know that kind of thing just honoring who you are
0: oh my gosh it, that is such an important part because you know the the load of shame and guilt in that internalized inner monologue that has been so cruel
2: yes <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the
0: voice that we have heard for so long saying you know what's wrong with you? Suck it up, buttercup. Everybody else seems to have figured it out. Why haven't you? And you're yes, you're putting yes, yes. in like 900% more than everybody else and still not getting the same results. And it's so frustrating. And yes. you're like, it was kind of, kind of like what Imbrosiano said in the clip last week. She was like, I'm sitting over here and I am struggling. I am doing all this stuff. And the guy across from me with half the brains is like doing it no problem. And I'm sitting over here working my tail off and not getting there. And, you know, I think that's such a big part of like the whole self-awareness, but just having that space to have the conversation, it's like, oh, it, it's it's starting to allow ourselves to let go of that shame and the guilt and the responsibility that has been so heavy. Absolutely. Yes. And it's through that self-awareness where we start to this self-actualization journey.
2: Yes. Yeah. And, and just free yourself of the, the, the beating, beating yourself up. I mean, I think some of that is always going to be there, honestly, to a point but we can hear it. We can say, so wait a minute. That's not true about me anymore. You know? Oh, believe me. Wilhelmina will show up trying to keep me safe. And she'll say, um,
0: really, is that what we're doing? And i am like, no, actually, that's not what we're doing anymore. But I sure appreciate you trying to show up and help me. Wilhelmina is what I named my mind. That's my cabbage patch kid.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> all my unveilers, we all name our minds. So we've got some good ones. We've got uh, Cruella, we've got uh, we've got Fred <laughs> we've got some really good ones There's, we, I can't remember, we did a workshop last year and it was like the Disney villain list, it was so funny I loved it, It was. we had Ursula I mean it was just wonderful but you know it's like we don't sometimes even, I didn't realize it and Jen I'm sure this is probably a lot of the conversation you know that that happens in your groups, it's like holy cow I didn't actually realize that you know, I had these different people, you know, in my head in this monologue like being so cruel to me. It's just like it had become part of just how I moved in the world. I didn't even recognize that I could like say, Hold up.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, don't yes. I don't
0: I don't buy this anymore.
2: Yes, we internalize our as children when you can't process and you can't separate yourself from your experience you internalize those voices that come from parents, from society, and even, like you said, as a way to keep us safe from, I better not say that because I'm going to feel rejected, so shut up, and that's wrong. And it just has a very negative, you know, even neurotypical people have have that as well. It's kind of a a human thing that we all do, but when you're traumatized and when you grow up undiagnosed, It's the it's Cruella for sure. Oh man. And it can she can be so freaking
0: loud and overbearing and 247-365 and you're just like oh "Oh, jeez, go walk the dog, girl.
2: (laughs) Get out for a minute. (laughs) Imagine if this was a like the character was behind you talking in your ear the whole time. I don't have to imagine it. But I'm just saying it's inside. If you see it outside, then it's like, really- oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like and the, and it's, you know, my friend Robert Smythe, we had a conversation on his talk show, um, his podcast a couple of years ago. And, you know, we were talking about that, the radio that plays in your head. And we don't sometimes when we haven't had a place to, like, express mm-hmm.
2: to other people oh. all of the
0: thoughts and the feelings that we've had because we've held them in. And I I think that's kind of part of maybe just some of the trauma responses, unidentified folks that we carry. And it's like, oh my gosh, just to be able to, to utter these things out loud mm-hmm. to other people, and
2: then to have other people go, oh wow, you're not alone. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I still need, still, I need that in my life as I heal my own trauma and stuff. I, I'll talk to a friend. Uh, I, you know, that all that pressure inside my head just kind of releases. So it's really, really important. And when you're isolated and you're afraid to say anything because people are going to judge you, you know, burnout city, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. You know,
0: I, I think one of the things that, that I didn't know until the last few years, really, And, you know, I could understand it from like the textbook, like this is how things are supposed to work. And I was like, intellectually, sure, that works. I agree with that. But in application or the knowing of it, the living of it, I was like totally like I had no idea how incredibly powerful having someone else where you could process out loud. The things that you've had going on in your head, no matter how scary, no matter like how dark or terrifying you may think they are, but you can express that and share that with another person. And it's like defanging the beast is what happened is how I describe it when I could get them out because, you know, I played a therapist and stuff, but I didn't trust them because I knew they didn't really get me. Right. There was a lack of that true belongingness and connection there. So I never really was honest. I couldn't be because it wasn't a safe space for me. And when you get in a safe space and you can finally have that bravery and courage because you know that you're supported no matter what you say and you can get some of those things out, being able to process that. And it's like, once you say some of the stuff out loud and you're like, immediately you can go, oh, well, wait a minute, that's not really accurate. But in my head, when I held it in for so long, that had become my
2: truth. Right, right, absolutely, and it's definitely a process. You know, it definitely takes time, and I think um, one of the things that I do provide to the community is that you know I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a, I have a lot, like a lot of experience with autism, so I understand it, and I can also help create safety for people that might be afraid to delve into some painful experiences and feel like, you know, I'm not going to be able to contain this. And so I do have that ability to help create that safety. The, you in-
0: really do. Yeah. And I love that because it's not just that you don't have just an understanding. You have a lived experience of knowing when it comes to being trauma informed and, and, And you are just one of the most, oh, precious, gentle humans. And I just, oh my goodness, like I'm telling you guys, if you have not spent like any time in Jen's world, please go connect with her on Instagram. Go check out the Autism Women's Network because truly this is just a spectacular person. And in the way that she puts things together, you will be seen, heard, and understood. And I love that about Jen. So, Jen, what is the impact that you're hoping to achieve long term with the Autistic Women's Network? Like, look into the future. I mean, I love I love that. I love the possibilitarian part of of endeavor.
2: Well, what I would love to see is I would love to see it grow and have a lot of different options for people. Um, The group experience, I think, needs to stay small, not to get, you know, huge groups of people, but um, just a whole variety of options. And I would love to have autistic women as part of the staff, as part of the creators, um, because the creative mind of an autistic brain, you know, I think it can just be huge. And and I look forward to collaborating with other people and help me think more, broadly and come up with other ideas that would support the community
0: so oh i love that so much because that's one of the things that you know we're even when simon nichols was on a couple weeks ago we were talking about like the whiz popping it's like all of the ideas and the creativity and it's just yes yes we're in this creative group and space and everybody brings to the table different elements and it's so much fun and i love that you're you're honoring and creating space, not just now, but also like planning for the future of where that goes. So Jenna, if you had to say like, this is who Autistic Women's Network is for. Like if this is you, then where are we're your, we're your people? Where are your group? Who is that?
2: So if you are late identified autistic, which could mean anywhere from adolescence on, you don't have to have a formal diagnosis, But if you're one that, you know, starts watching TikTok and takes online tests and everything's like bing, 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 bing. Autistic. I've never met an autistic woman self-identify and be wrong. Honestly. Me neither. Yeah. So it's. I haven't. And I've met a lot. Yeah. 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 So that's absolutely fine. Um, And that's basically it. And as far as, um, Gender, it's for people that have the experience of growing up as a girl, whether you're non-binary, if you're a transgender woman, you know, all of those have the same kind of experience growing up. And that's what is the kind of the beauty of it is that you're just understood and there's that instant familiarity. It's a unique experience. And so that's why I... I am just working with that population. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, And, you know, I think that that's so important, Jen, because a lot of quote unquote autism experts leave out some of the biggest parts of our community who are transgender, who are non-binary. And I think that's so important because why are we not including some of the biggest parts of our neurodistinct community? That's part of the experience right. for so many of us, you know, and even even having space to question all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's just as important. And I love that you're creating space that is inclusive as well. So thank you for that.
2: You. Yeah, it's so important. Absolutely.
0: So Jen, like, what is, what is the part about the groups that you've seen like from feedback from your members what are some of the things that are your members are telling you like this was like the part
2: that i'm loving
0: this is the thing that has oh, just I like been the most healing
2: i know um well i haven't you know reached out for testimonials at this point cuz we are kind of new but i had a, a member yesterday tell me she actually was in the smaller support group and now she's in the community and she said um that she had been in burnout. She didn't realize it was burnout until she realized, you know, the autism, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm in burnout. And so she felt like this is really helping her to come out of that, and she's feeling better and better because of being able to, you know, get what we've been talking about this whole time—get that support, that validation. It just, you know, takes the temperature down so much. So um, it really does. Oh my gosh! Yes, thank you, like, for those. Huh? I was going to say it's it's a life changing experience if you've not been around other autistic women. It's totally life changing. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> not only is it life changing, but the way that you
0: get to communicate is so much easier. It's like it is like shorthanding all of the. Complex yeah. overthinkingness and analyzing that we have to do—it's like, oh my god, I can just like shorthand the conversation. It's so fast, and like my friend Jen um and I—that I had Conley, I had her on this show a couple weeks ago—and she and I, she has the the Squirrel Crew, and I just love it so much because we get in there as autistic ADHD entrepreneurs, and it's like the shorthand of conversation and how fast because of the non-linear thinking. Like when we're helping each other come up with ideas. Oh my gosh! Yes. So if you have not yet experienced community like this, oh my goodness, you are in for such a life-changing treat, yes. my friend. You really are. Mm-hmm. So for those who might be interested in joining, how can someone become a member of the Autistic Women's Network, Jen?
2: Yes, it's very easy. So if you go to, I think the the links are somewhere for people to to access the autistic. Autism360Support.com It's down in the show notes. Okay, yeah. So then we have the Autistic Women Support Network is part of that URL. And you can sign up. It's the first 30 days are free. Then it's only $15 a month after that. And if you can't afford it, you just contact me because I want this to be accessible. So um, I've given away free memberships. I mean, I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm totally happy to do that because I want people to have access. And that's why oh. I've created it to be really accessible. Yeah.
0: Oh, we've got a comment from one of our live studio audience members over on YouTube and they're sharing. I just found out last November at age 57 that I'm autistic. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Congratulations. (laughs) Said it answered a million and one questions from my entire life and the figuring this out literally saved my life. Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. It is life saving. This past year has been very hard for many reasons, but also the shock of it all. Yes. And yeah. that's kind of like what Jen and I were talking about, that processing phase. And it is just, it's almost like this massive and and is sort of this identity crisis that we go through. And it is the grieving process. Mm-hmm. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the just being angry. Yeah. Oh, the heck could you have missed me for so long? How did you not see this? And the what would have been possible had I known
2: sooner? Yes, and absolutely. What there would I have
0: avoided in the hurt?
2: had I known. Yes. It's so important to go through that with support. And you can get to the other side of that. You don't stay in it. But if you're by yourself, it's pretty hard to let yourself go down into those feelings. So it's important to reach out for sure. It really is. And it's one of the places that I think community and having
0: that place where you can you can safely unmask and you can start to decloak to have these conversations because it really is easy to get stuck in those. And a lot of people do for a long time. And it's such a beautiful place because where people usually meet me (laughs) is like they have the reason that they ended up getting identified is they were probably in the worst burnout of their life. And they have started to go through the processing phase. And then they're like, well, okay, I get it. I'm sick and tired of just being pissed off or sad. And I just, I don't know who I am now, but I know that I'm in burnout and I just want my freaking life. And that's usually where I meet people.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. You gotta have
0: these places to, to process through all of this.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And you guide yes. people through to that other side of it. Right. But.
0: Yeah. And when you don't necessarily have, you know, if you have been in burnout for a long time, and guys, when I say long time, sometimes this has been for decades. For me, it started at the age of six and and it went into my forties and I was on some degree of burnout that entire time. And when that's been your experience, sometimes you haven't had the energy to create those support networks and those relationships, or you've tried with the, the energy that you have and you can't sustain it because you're exhausted and right. you don't have the bandwidth for it. And so when you do come to this place in late identification, it's really important. If you are looking around, and you're like, I really don't have anybody I can talk to, or I've got some people, but I don't feel like they're going to get it, or this is going to be invalidating versus supportive and validating. That's why communities like the one Jen's creating is so very important. And if this is some place that that you are like, holy cow, this is for me please use the link down in the show notes to connect with Jen, connect with the incredible autistic women's network and start community, start that support and that journey and that place that is going to give you a space to really begin to uncover the you that's there already. Because my friend, you already are whole. You are already exactly who you were meant to be. We just got to sometimes uncover and clean off all the gunk that has built up because we didn't know.
2: <laughs> that is so true. There's such beauty in there. Absolutely. And I just wanted to add real quick, I think we're ending, but um, you can also connect with me. I, I have a Calendly link and schedule a free meetup. We can talk and I, I just love meeting people. So feel free to sign up for that as well.
0: Oh, Jen, I love that. And you know, that's the perfect place for us to share this amazing Little picture that we got going to Jen here. <laughs> it's oh, my gosh. I love, love, love this so much. So um, we're all about the fur babies here at Beyond Autistic Burnout. Do share your fur baby, your beautiful cat
2: here. That is Leah. And um, I have to tell you that when I do the support group, just about everybody in there has a cat. <laughs> at least one cat. I don't know, dogs too, but cats, everybody. So I just, oh,
0: I love it. Cause you know, guys, my guests aren't just experts in their field or excelling in a particular area. They're also people too. They're for baby mamas and daddies. And, you know, they're, it's so important that we remember that we're all people, we're all human, and we all have connection that we, yes, yes that we all have different facets and and areas to ourselves. I'm going to check the chat box. We got some. Oh, oh my goodness. Hey Lee. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh, I'm sorry. They're for a baby passed in September. We're going through that with my, um, my retriever Easter right now. And, um, she was diagnosed with some mast cell carcinoma, and this is the second time it's come back since May. So,
2: oh. and
0: I feel that I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. And that's yeah. a, a, it, is and you know, and I think you know, Jen, we talked about this in a within our group over in the unveilers, but you know, one of the things that I think people don't always honor or recognize is like for for me as an autistic person, it's my connection to my, my pet, my animal is mm. it's so much more than that. You know, she's my, my emotional support person. She's been with me for 12 years, you know, through <laughs> the yeah. divorce and all this stuff. And when, when we experience a loss it with the, that
2: element it's so hard and it really hits us so hard. Does absolutely. It's so painful. Yeah, such a connection, such a deep, you know, I, yeah, I feel it too. It's, it's really yeah. hard. And to honor that grieving process as well and, and share that. And you're not alone. I think everybody has a story of a painful passing of a, a loving pet. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: guys jen you have been an amazing guest today thank you so much for being here and for sharing your incredible community and all of the things that you have envisioned and what you've created and and the beautiful vision that you have going forward and if you guys are out there and this is something that you would like to be a part of please check out the show note, the show notes and get the link below and like Jen said she she invites you just to set up a calendly and and meet her and just say hello and have a coffee if you're just sort of like wanting to dip your toe in the water and check it out do that for right. sure
2: or if you don't want to meet face to, or you know on camera you can turn the camera off you can send me an email you know any anything that works for you
0: oh that's wonderful well guys this friday at 12 p.m. central time We're going to take our community connection conversation this week, and we're going to talk about what heart-centered community is and how it can transform your journey with my guest, Lauren Ashley. Lauren is a top interpersonal communication voice on LinkedIn and an incredible community builder. Oh, my gosh. She actually hosts. Now, you guys want a, a networking idea here in a group? This is 30 minutes on Fridays, 1130 central time on LinkedIn, Lauren hosts an audio room for women. And it is really powerful. I'm there on Fridays. I love it. So, hey, join us for the fireside chat with Lauren at 1130 and then come join us at uh, 12 over here at Beyond Autistic Burnout and go a little deeper and learn more about Lauren. It's always a great invitation there. As we wrap up this episode of Beyond Autistic Burnout, I want to remind you of your incredible brilliance, my friend. Embrace your uniqueness and know that your journey is one of strength empowered by community. I'm Carol Jean Whittington, and I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Stay connected with me for more energizing episodes. Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button, and let's continue to thrive together. Remember, you have the power to break free from burnout and unleash your authentic self. Until our next empowering conversation, take care and keep shining brightly. I see you, my friend. Join our spicy pepper VIP list to be the first notified and get early access to community events at resources.mindyourautisticbrain.com, where you can also take my spicy pepper burnout quiz to begin your first steps to burnout restoration with help and guidance based on your energy levels and unique needs. Never feel like you're in this alone ever again. See you on Friday, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.